Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned in purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Hi, friend, and welcome to another Wednesday episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. We are so excited to have you guys here today. We are talking all about money mindset. Money is an energy exchange, and this is one of the things that Melissa and I love talking about the most. It is one of the things that's nearest and dearest to our heart. But before we get started, I wanted to let you know that today, this podcast is sponsored by Melissa and I. Basically, by us. Um, But basically, we have no sponsorship today for the podcast. However, we did want to let you guys know that um, the the podcast is available for sponsorship. So, if you would like to know how to um, get your business um, on the Reboot podcast, then you can email us at the Business Reboot at gmail.com and we will get you more information. You can also head over to our Instagram account. You can DM us there, and we will connect you. So let's get started. Woot. Okay. This episode, um, I'm not going to get emotions, but it will be the hardest, most incredible, most awesome conversation that we have because this topic is near and dear to my heart, to Corey's heart. Um, It's money. And y'all, here's the deal. We don't talk about money enough, right? We do not talk about it. If you come from the generation that um, I'm a part of, uh, and Corey, you're just, you're a different generation. Don't, don't, don't even say that. You got to say you're the older generation. Okay. So guess what? My older generation doesn't talk about it at all. Okay. Is that, is that better? Is that better? Okay. Mine talks about making it. Yours just doesn't talk about it at all. And, and let me just tell you, I, as a mom did not want my kids to have that kind of mindset around money where it's hush, hush. You don't talk about it. You don't, um, you know, discuss what you do with it. And you, sure as hell don't tell other people what you're doing with the money that you have. It's not a even a matter of like keeping up with the Joneses. It's just that this is something that is as super intimate and just something you keep close to your chest because you don't want anybody else's opinion and you don't want anybody to have like to have to hold you accountable. And so there can be a lot of shame around money. There can be, um, I mean, just it's like so many problems. You know, people will take, they'll take the Bible out of context and say, you know, money's evil. And that's not it. It's like the love no. of money. But then, but money is, is such a resource. It is such a tool. And if we can get more comfortable talking about it, um, especially in our businesses, because let's just be 100%. Who has started a business without the goal of generating revenue and income? Anybody? Anybody? That's just called an expensive hobby, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, like... A charité, okay. You are putting it out there, but you're not looking to receive any money. Like that's not what we're we're not actually in business, if that's the case. So we want to talk to you guys about three things that we feel are really important for managing your mindset around money, and um, we're going to trickle in some stories that we have. And it's just, um, I don't want this to be a taboo topic to to be discussed, you know. And I will tell you that there is a difference between the things that men will talk about and women will talk Mm -hmm. about. I feel like men talk about money a lot more open, uh, a lot more openly. And I have um, one of my clients, she says that um, her husband will discuss money with other men. We will discuss things that have to do with, and I'm not just talking about the S word, okay? But I'm talking about intimacy as in personal close relationships. I'm talking about like vulnerability. We're talking about 
um, the, you know, all, all of the things when it comes to intimacy that men just don't talk so much about, but men will discuss their finances. They'll talk business. They'll talk. And I think that, um, that that's, though that's not like a blanket statement. It's not every man will talk about money and every woman will talk about these other things, but it's just like this natural tendency I found in myself and my friends that, that money still feels like a guarded subject. And so we just want to kind of tear the veil, if you will, yeah, um, yeah, and, sure. and discuss that because there, especially if you grew up in poverty or if you grew up, um, you know, with lack, you can carry the, the fear of that with you throughout your entire adult life. And if you have a business, you have to be really careful because you'll manage your money the way that you saw it managed throughout your childhood, throughout your adult life. And it can just lead to fears and all kinds of scary things. And we, we are ready to, to help you push through that. Right. And I will say too, a lot of times people think about like money, money situations when there's a lack, but there can also be money situations or tough things that come up when there's an abundance as well. And so if you don't get your money mindset in check from the very beginning of owning your business, the lack or the abundance, either one of those can really play with where your mind is in business and and how to manage it all. Um, and it it does like like most was saying your money story, your history, your 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 family of origin, how money played out there or in your early um, adult life. It really does have an impact. And if you will go back and trace back some of those um, impactful conversations or impactful um you know, instances or, or happenings, um, you'll be able to kind of pinpoint how that's playing out in your current life and, and role and relationship with money. Right. Oh, and it can be tough. It can be so tough. And just when you think you're past it, something can happen and uh -huh. just set you back. And that's just, you can't, you cannot run at a, at a deficit when it comes to um, having a proper mindset about money, because again, that's what our whole, our whole, uh, business is built on is earning money to provide for your family, right? Like we are a service for our, our particular businesses. We are services that are aimed at earning money to take care of our family. Like that's just what it is. But also if you can take money from being a weapon that you use against yourself and use it as a tool to get you where you want to go to do the good things that you want to do with it, it will change everything. It'll change everything. So we are going to walk you through just a couple of like our own personal stories and, um, and just three big things that um, have been super helpful for us when it comes to putting our minds in the right perspective, making sure that like the pulse on our own hearts and minds are in the right place when it comes to cold, hard cash, cold, hard cash. <laughs> And the creativity of the creativity of getting it and the creativity of keeping it and and spending it and reinvesting it in other places. I learned how to be creative with money from the age of about 19. Um, my Kevin and I got married very young. Um, he was in the Marine Corps, active duty, enlisted Marine. And I was a college student, did my first year of college and was like, OK, peace out. Like, I, like how much longer do I need to do this? Because this is not really fun. I want to get my degree and move on an adult. And so we we presented the the idea to my parents that, hey, listen, if you'll continue to pay for my college, um, then we'll take over the quote unquote room and board part of it. And so uh, that'll lessen your expenses for my college education. Um, but they basically were like, you did this in a public place 
i.e. a restaurant, so that we can't have a meltdown right here in public, right? I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. So basically, <laughs> um, my sophomore year of college, I entered into, we were married. And so we, um, but my, my parents did preface everything by saying, we will agree to this, but just know your life expenses, like bills, those kind, like we're not paying for that. We've got tuition covered in your books, but all, other than that, you're on your own. And so we were like, got it, like A-okay. So it was, we were living in a double wide trailer on base in Laurel Bay, which was part of the Marine Corps Air Station, um, Beaufort, South Carolina. And uh, our air condition went out the very like second or third month we were in it. And I looked at Kevin and I was like, okay, it's going to be $727 to, to fix this. And we have uh, $750 in our like savings account. Like we literally got married with $757 in our account. And um, he said, okay. So let's do this. We went to Navy Federal. We took out a home improvement loan for $1,000. We took the 300 that was left over and we put it right back onto the loan. We paid to have the AC fixed. And then the, his next paycheck, 350 some odd dollars went to pay that part of that loan. And then the next paycheck. So basically we had it paid off in a month. And so when my parents heard about it, they were like, my dad was like, why didn't you ask us? We would have given it to you. I was like, no, no, no. Remember, we're on our own. Like we've got this. I can be scrappy. We can figure this out. I was working a job. Kevin was, you know, active duty. And I'm like, we, we're on our own. We can make this work. And so we got really creative. Instead of draining that account, we learned to, you know, quickly find a resource, be responsible with it and turn around and make it work for us. And so, and it also built us, you know, a little bit of uh, a credit equity in there too. So we, but, but I was doing that at 19. And so I think that that, knowing that we didn't have enough to cover it or barely enough to cover it. And if we did, we probably weren't going to eat for a couple of days. That just instilled in me that it's up to us to figure it out. Um, from the bottom of the bottom to the top of the top, it is always on our shoulders. And so that creativity has always stuck with me and helped us really um, learn to manage the money as it did come in. I just would like to point out that you can't fart into a fan and pay a thousand dollars for air conditioner right now. The inflation rate on air conditioners is abysmal. I am feeling some kind of way after this conversation. Well, it was just a fix. No, no, no. It was not replacing the unit. It was a, it was a bandaid. It was a fix. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, and, and my story is a little different. I grew up in poverty with my mother being a single mom who was just 16 years older than me. And so it was always lack. It was always lack or a fear of lack. Now, one thing that is uh, just amazing for me is that my mom is one of those people that has resiliency like nobody I've ever met. And she has this ability to really just trust for like daily provisions. And she doesn't hoard and hold on to money. And I will tell you, that's where my like uh, scarlet letter is. It's a big old H for hoarder. Because I feel like I have to hold it. If I got $1,000 for a job and I had a bill that was $200 a month, I would say, oh my gosh, I only have five months. What is going to happen in five months? And I had found myself for years in my business holding on to anything that I got like that. And it became something that just had this power over me where I sat in fear all the time, all the time, all the time, like over and over again, every situation. And I would say, you know what? I want to have open arms. I want to have open hands. I want to be marked by generosity in my business and in my life. And how can I do that if I keep being afraid that it's just never going to come? And so, you know, that's our first point is that money is, it's an energy exchange. It has to be able to flow in and out. 
uh, both ways. It's got to come in, it's got to go out, and you have to respect it and use it wisely. But stuffing it under a mattress is not going to do you any good. You can't hoard it. Okay, there's a um, show that my husband likes to watch, and I may have mentioned it before, but it's called Alone. And the premise is basically you're out in the middle of the woods somewhere in like Patagonia or somewhere in Canada, and they just drop you off and you're there all by yourself. And it's kind of survival of the fittest. Let's see if you can stay alive out there. And whoever lasts the longest gets like a huge grand prize. I would never be a candidate for that show. I'm just going to let you know. No, Um, no, no, thank you. There was one episode where the guy got off the boat, got on the island and he heard a bear and he pushes the button and was like, yeah, I'm done. I really don't want to be (laughs) That would be there was, you can still see them. And I was like, see, I would never do this. I never, I never would do this. Um, I'd make you popcorn at home. We have viewing party, but I'm not going to go out in the woods. I'm indoorsy. But this guy was on the show and he became so thin, but he had more food than anybody in the history of the show had ever had. He had like six months worth of smoked salmon hanging up on this big wall and he was rationing it so like so small that he was getting no nourishment and he ended up getting pulled because he was starving to death. And they were like, you have so much food. Why did you not use it? And he said, my brain just kept thinking, I just have to get more. I just have to get more. I just have to get more. And what happens there, you hoard it. You don't get to enjoy it. You're not blessing anybody by it. You're not improving yourself. You're not growing your business. You're too afraid to step out and say, I need this. This would help me. But I'm just, I'm you know what I'm going to do? How about I just live in depravity? That sounds pretty fun. (laughs) No, no, no. And you know what? There's been a lot of um, research done and some of it can get kind of woo. But how really and truly it, it, money is an energy exchange. And in order for, we can get blocks to where we just like this guy, like he literally had a mental, physical and spiritual block that said, I cannot eat this abundance that I've you know, collected of, of salmon because I might, I might not ever have enough. Okay. But you're not going to make it to the next step or the next phase of life or business or, you know, anything. If you don't use the resources that you've been blessed with or that you've worked really hard to create, that's part of the, you can't hoard it. It has to flow in and it has to be able to flow out. Right. And we're, we are a part of this like six figure culture and business, especially if you're online, everybody's talking six figure, six figure, this six figure, this, and it gets so overwhelming because what if you're just like busting your tail and you're working all the hours and you are feeling burnout and you're just in this messy cycle of do, 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 and you don't get to just be at all. Um, and you're still not hitting those numbers like that makes people feel really bad about themselves. And the truth of it is, is like what you do with the money that you earn is more important than the amount of money that you earn. (laughs) Okay. Like it just is, you cannot hoard it. You just can't. And so it will, I really do believe that it stops the flow in of more opportunity and more money coming in when you sit on it, when you just sit on it. Now I'm not talking about like, please let's preface. I was the poor kid. Okay. But I know so much about saving. I'm learning all about these things that, um, I was never privy to growing up when you're a poor kid, they do not tell you how things like home loans work (laughs) and HELOCs. And you don't know anything about building actual wealth. And that's things that I have learned over the years that I've been able to put into practice. But I will tell you, it's really only about three years ago that I feel like God started just ripping my heart apart for my own story saying, you are sitting here clinging to arbitrary numbers that don't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And you're so afraid, like how, how, how 
much do you feel like I just don't even care that about you and <laughs> that I'm going to just let you sink? And, um, you know, one kind of caveat here is that when people are growing businesses and you're waiting on those clients, you're waiting on things to come in that are going to help you grow. You're waiting on, I don't know, maybe people to enroll in your program or clients to book you for your service you, there. It's all cyclical. Y'all, like I, mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, there were times as a wedding photographer that if I, I just sit down with my books and look at like a three to five year span and say, okay, I know that January is booking season. March is when I'm going to start shooting spring right. weddings. April, I'm going to have so many weddings that I like, want to die because I'm not going to be able to breathe. May, <laughs> I'll have a little June, a little July is off because it's too hot in the South. And then I'm going to come back and it's going to round out. And then people get engaged at Christmas and let's do it all over again. Even in coaching, like you have to know that you're planting seeds in your business and it's not always going to be harvest. And if it is, you're probably pricing yourself too low. Uh, yeah, there's or, a podcast episode right. for that. <laughs> yeah, going back to that one because that's a good one. But but it's, it, it's like you need to know that putting money out and not hoarding it, it creates a system of flow in your business. And that is the only way to build something that's sustainable, that's going to be capable of growth to allow you to expand. Right. Perfect. Perfectly said. Um, the next thing that we want to touch on is that you can't avoid it. We oftentimes like to have ostrich syndrome. I'm so sorry. Today, today I'm making up new words as we do this. Uh, syndrome with money. And so you can't bury your head in the sand and just avoid it. Um, one of the things that Melissa and I like to talk about a lot is being a good steward of it and know where it's going. We do that very well in both of our individual businesses, as well as this um, business that we have together, the business reboot. And let me tell you, whenever you realize that you are legally bound together, by an LLC. With this LLC, I be with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You better be able to trust that person uh, implicitly with um, the money that's coming in and going out. And that's the thing is you just got to be a really good steward of it, but you also oh, no. have to know. No, no, no. Hold on, Paul. Hold on. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, what man. you about to say? Pause. What you about to say? So listen, listen. I'm, our friend here with her cute self and her little bud and her headphones in her podcast closet, um, she is real sweet. But let me just tell you, this woman will day drink over a receipt. She really will. <laughs> And then, but that's because I know where it's going. If I have a receipt, I know where it went. I know you do. I, I've had to chew them in a restaurant before in front of her and be like, I don't care. I'm about to chew it. And I have. I have almost swallowed a receipt. Chad, help me. But here's the deal. <laughs> if Corey makes me, I have to be the one to do the books in this business. I don't want to. But, but she's like, because no, no. it's growth. It's growth, that, Melissa. Do you hear the, do you it's hear a growth this? opportunity. It is. Listen, it is if you ever company. sign up for a retreat or one of our masterminds and something bad happens, I'm going to make her respond to you. I'm going to do it. If she does it, she's, you just know Corey is making, I mean, Melissa's making Corey have to do this because she's being ugly to her. That's okay. Continue your story now. Hey, Go ahead. Thank you. That was a high bar, but that is, that is real life. That is, that is very real. And you know what? Here's the thing that also goes to show you that there's no only one right way to do this that you have to, you know, lean in where you're good, <laughs> maybe lean out and outsource where you're not good. Um, i.e., somebody is always asking for my receipts, which is why I give Carly my receipts. Um, but basically, you are tell by being a good steward, you are telling your money where it's going versus at the end of the month looking around and going, like, well, where'd all that money go? <laughs> like, did did I did I did I do something with that? Um, did I just, you know, watch it run out the door? Did I hoard it under a mattress? None of that is good. And you can't avoid it. You need to make sure that you, you know, take the, the 
the power back and you are assigning it somewhere to go, whether it is to tithing or whether it is to reinvesting in your business through education or um, whether it is outsourcing so that you can grow and get to that next level. Maybe it is something you're ready to up level and, and move into you know, a new season of business and you're looking to link arms and do a mastermind like Melissa and I are currently um, getting ready to start up in January. So you you don't want to allow the money though to keep you paralyzed with fear and have any negativity around it. It also, and you've heard this and, you know, insert eye roll here, but it takes money to make money. And it is very, very true. Melissa and I have story after story after story where we have invested money sometimes like with a little gulp, like, oh, Lord, please let this be a powerful, and impactful investment for our business or for somebody somewhere that we are getting ready to come into contact with. Get comfortable with that. I mean, there have been times that my palms have been sweaty and you had to all but pry my fingers apart with a crowbar (laughs) just to make some traction in there because it's hard. This is hard. hard. And I will, and I will tell you again, as somebody who had, you know, finances uh, as something that was super scary growing up. And my mom and I have these conversations now where she's like, I just had no idea. And I was like, well, looking back, I don't know why I freaked out so much, but I did. I think it just felt big and scary. And so I, I look at my life and in college, I went to the University of Georgia, right? National champions. Go dogs. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, good. It's, it's a good day to be a bulldog is what I'm saying. But <laughs> I did do um, that this morning. Yeah, I know. By the time this airs, we we gonna hope that we still on the winning streak. Is what I'm saying, if <laughs> uh, not par for the course, Georgia fans. But I will say that um, you know I went to the University of Georgia. I was in college for years. And <laughs> wait, what was that? How many did you say again? <laughs> More time that look, you know what? I, I was the first one, so I just needed a minute to get used to it. Before. It was that stats class you had to take five times. It's totally fine. Right, listen, let's talk about bad investments. Are you ready? I played the <laughs> University of Georgia one, two, three, four times to take Stat 2000. Do you know how many times I got a D in that class? One, two, three, four times. By the last time I said, listen, um, in the name of everybody that has got any sanity in this school, can I just give you all a check and you'll give me another <laughs> D and I don't have to get shingles? Can we do that? And they said no. And they said, you know what? Let You just go ahead. You can skip on my last class that I had to take was rhetorical statistics. It was like a 7,000 class at UGA in the speech comp department. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to, I'm going to have a panic attack for eternity here. So, but I graduated. Look at God. You look did it. You did, did it. Look at God and look at Melissa. That's right. That's Look at me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, I worked every weekend. I worked every minute. I had a full-time job plus a part-time job. If it was a job option in college, I did it. Mm-hmm. I was Same. cutting hair. I don't know how to cut no hair. I cut <laughs> hair. I cleaned apartments. I cleaned people's houses. You mean clean your car? I'm going to clean it. If it was something you could do for money that was legal, I, I was, I was <laughs> I'm so glad you said that part. <laughs> I was very in. And um, I look back now and all these people that I know that I'm friends with had these big events that they would go to or these big things that they do. They have so many memories of football games and tailgates and all that stuff. I never had it. I went to one football game as a student. Oh, actually I went to two, but one I was married for and we went together, but I, two games in years at the <laughs> university of Georgia. And I never, I never went. And it's because I was too busy working. I was too afraid of what would happen if the money wasn't coming in. And so we don't want to do that to ourselves in our business. Now, mind you, this can like 
go in a bunch of different ways where you can start thinking about passive income, or you can think about, um, you know, other offers that you can build in your business that are going to help you not just rely on each individual sale, but, um, you know, like the big bottom line message is that you can't take this money with you when you go. You can't, you can, you you can't go into heaven with you, right? You can't take it to heaven. You can't, uh, you know, do good with the money that you're earning, the blessings that you've gotten, the things that come your way, because y'all the hands, the, the, the money in the hands of good people can do so many amazing things. It can do so many amazing things. And, um, it is mind blowing to think of where you can be in your business, in your growth and generosity. When we start looking at, stop looking, we got to stop. didn't, didn't mean to say start. We got to stop looking at success by dollar amounts and look at it as impact or look at it as, um, you know, just what we're able to do with the money that we're bringing in. And, you know, honestly, at the beginning of every month, I say a prayer and I am like, okay, God, where, where does, where does this money need to go? I know it's coming in. I know what Kevin's bringing in. I know, I know what this is going to look like, but you present the opportunities, you show me where it needs to be, and I will trust that it will be in the hands of the people that need it most. And whether that's an organization or whether that is uh, an impact by investing in somebody else's business or uh, the multitude of things um, that we can do to be blessings with the money that we've been given. Um, but that that's just the intention that I set every single month. Right. And I think that we just have to keep our money mindset in, you know, Per, like with the right perspective, we need to uh, have a pulse on it and make sure that we're not letting it become just like an idol in our life, right? Mm-hmm. You can easily become um, obsessed with money and worshiping in a way that's not healthy, it's not beneficial. And I will tell you, I've had so many conversations with women that I coach where the the main primary question I end up ending on is, when is it ever going to be enough? When is it ever going right. to be enough? Right. And the truth is, is, and, and you know what, Corey and I actually sat down, this was three years ago. Corey was like, yeah. I think I want to, I want to, or maybe it was two years ago. She was two, like, I, I want to have a, I want to have a coaching session with you. And I was like, okay. And she's, we sat down and we started talking about money because that's, it literally is where so many of my sessions end up starting. Um, and it is just funny to me that God's like, how much you be the one to talk about money? And I'm like, don't you know? It? <laughs> but I, I do like it now. We're better. We're on better terms. But um, we sat down and I was like, well, tell me how much you need every month. And she told me, and I said, okay, but how much do you really need? And she told me, and that number was different. And then I was like, okay, but in order to keep your lights on, what do you need for basic bottom line, you know, bare minimum what needs? What do you need? And she gave me a different number and we just both sat and looked at each other and we were like, yeah. So why are we working so hard as if we can't make that number happen? And I think it's really important for us uh, as entrepreneurs to, um, you know, put out, put out the vibe that you're attracting money to yourself. Like I'm not, again, we, it can get real woo, but, um, but also to know that like, what you put out is is going to come back to you and how you serve and, and the qualities of you that people are hiring and booking for the services that, and goods that you provide, like that's not going away unless you lose your ability to lose, I mean, to make money. It's never going away. You're never not going to be able to make more money. And so um, don't let the fear of that, the fear of one day possibly experiencing a lack hold you back and keep you held captive because it is not worth it. Like it's not, I would rather have less and be 
full of peace and have a sound mind than I would be trapped worrying if, um, you know, if I'm going to have enough to the, to the point where like, I actually do have enough, you know what I'm saying? Right. A thousand percent. A thousand right. percent. Well, Love thank that. you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. If you have questions or comments or things you want to talk through about money mindset, we would love to have the conversation. Um, you can email us at thebusinessreboot@gmail.com, or you can hop into our Instagram uh, at businessreboot and just talk in our DMs because we know that everybody has a money story. Everybody has one. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's are different and it makes us uh, human that, that we struggle with fear and worry about provision. But I I just want to tell you that it is so great to be able to get to a place where um, you say it can't hurt me because it's not a weapon. It's a tool that I get to use to change my life and other people's lives with. And so that's our hope for you uh, as you're growing your business, that it you know, the way that you price yourself is done so generously that you can give away as much as you want, that the way that you price yourself brings money and income into your family so that you can take care of each other the way that you want. And um, we just know that 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 can be such a hard mental thing to work through. Um, And so we want to give you guys a resource. If you go to um, we're going to put it on the Business Reboots Instagram um, up just in our, our bio. You'll be able to see a link that's got links of things that we love or um, links to our website and um, mastermind things, all, all podcast episodes, all that stuff. It's basically like our links page. And um, I personally have created a Money Matters uh, ebook that is there. It's available. It's free. Um, I share it with all of my clients and you can pick it up there, download it and just work through it because it talks a lot about how we deal with money from the perspective that we grew up looking at it. And it's really important to work through that process through that, because especially when you're looking for growth and y'all we're heading into a new year, like we want growth. You're heading into the holidays where the money that you spend is important because you want to be generous and you want to buy the gifts or people that you love and you want to be able to celebrate and do all the things. Um, And how would it feel to be able to walk into this holiday season? How would it feel to be able to walk into 2023, not being afraid? of where your next dollar is coming from or how you could be impacted if you, um, you know, let it go, if you stopped hoarding it. Mm -hmm. So um, that's it. That's it, guys. Okay. I also want to remind you that we have a mastermind that's starting in January. We do have just a couple seats left in case you are wanting to get in there, wanting to invest in yourself. We've talked about money today. We're going to be talking about financial literacy, which is Corey is so dynamite with. Thanks to Miss Crawley, who is her yes, bookkeeper. Thank you. Who thank, you thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that's all. We actually are going to be talking about financial literacy for an entire month in the mastermind. Mm-hmm. So we'll get some mindset work done. We will get some strategy work done. And then we'll also have hot seat coaching and office hours that you can bring to the table the things that you're working on, maybe you're struggling with, and we will help you dig through all of those and sort sort that stuff out. Right. Accountability is huge. So that is starting January 4th. And in case you have, Miss the memo for what this mastermind is. It's actually a, a mastermind and, and group coaching hybrid that we've created. That's going to be six full months of mindset and strategy work, just like Corey mentioned, but it's aimed at helping you grow your business, align yourself with purpose, make more money. Hello. We're, remember we talked about that. That's our objective. And to have uh, more time building the life that you love. You can find out more on our website at thebusinessreboot.com or slip into our DMs on Instagram at businessreboot. Go to our website, contact us any which way you can. Thank you for joining us today. We will be back 
next Wednesday with another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. Have a great day.